Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Mondo Show here on the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network. I want to thank you for joining me today. You don't want to miss today's program. I have a very special guest with me today. And listen, I love talking about the books that a lot of the authors are writing right now. It seems like whatever is being written uh, in this time is so crucial to where we are as a nation, crucial to where we are as a people in the culture today, and but most importantly for the church. Why? Because the church should be the influence of the community, should be the the focal point of what's happening, yet in the church we're discovering that many Christians are sick emotionally. The trauma of their life is causing division between a relationship with God and man. And listen, if there was ever a time that we need to learn how to pray, where we need to activate prayer, it is right now. Our nation is in turmoil. The nations of the world, the leaders of today that are driving an agenda, which I believe to be what the Bible talks about in Matthew 24, agendas that we may not understand. But yet, if we don't understand the times and the seasons that we're in right now, we are going to miss a moment of God like never before. Not only Bible prophecy is being fulfilled on one hand, but the scriptures are so real and it's coming alive because people are hungry, people are repenting, people are turning away from their sin, but yet we're watching many walk away from the faith. It's like a parallel of times is it's driving by us, and if we don't get in the bus and catch the wind, so to speak, we're going to miss what God has for us. And I don't want you to miss God one moment in your life. I believe that what happened to me 20-some years ago, where I fell in love with Jesus, where my life, the Bible, you know, became so real in my life because I began to learn some of the principles that still hold true today, and I will never go back to the place where I was because people like my special guests continue to challenge me to make sure that I stay in the presence of God. And I want you to know one thing that no matter what is happening or all around you, no, what, no matter what turmoil you're dealing with inside of you, there is hope, there is faith, there's an activation of prayer that must take place, but you have to remain, you know, with a sound mind, the Bible says, otherwise you can go crazy. And I don't want you to go crazy. The world can go crazy, but God has designed this moment for you to grab a hold of him and understand that if you want to hear from God, you got to go back to the book. Many people have left the book, meaning the scripture, the Bible. You know, somebody said years ago that Bible spells, you know, some of the most incredible things in the world, yet it's being challenged. And I want you to be challenged in a way like never before to learn how to pray, how to walk in revival, how to maintain that life that Jesus talked to us about through his scripture. And on today's program, I want you to stay tuned because my special guest has written a brand new book called Unless We Pray, The Hour Is Late, God Has a Plan, and this is it, Unless We Pray. My special guest today is Pastor Todd Smith. He's been serving as a senior pastor at Christ Fellowship Church since 2010. 
Along with serving in pastoring roles for over 35 years, he has been hosting the outpouring of revival fire at the North Georgia Revival that began in 2018. And he's here today to talk about his brand new book, Unless We Pray. Please help me welcome my special guest, Pastor Todd Smith. Welcome to the program, sir. Well, Mondo, it's great to be here. I'm so fired up. I cannot wait to talk and hear all that God's doing around the world. Uh, it's amazing. I want to begin with what do you make of what's happening in campuses all around this nation? Asbury, you know, to be exact, it's just the beginning of what things are happening with what so many are calling revival. What do you make of what's taking place there? Well, I sense this is the move of God that we've all been longing for, we've been anticipating, and it's interesting that it started on a college campus, um, at least that outpouring at Asbury that has spread to multiple campuses. I really believe this is where God is moving today. He is trying to find people whose hearts are broken, that are contrite, that uh, repent of their sins. And this move of God at Asbury started because a group of individuals started praying, and then it culminated with a gentleman standing up and repenting publicly. You've been experiencing revival since 2018. What sparked that revival and what's happening in your church? 2018, uh, really prior to 2018, 2017 in December, I realized in my own heart that I was uh, away from God in a certain degree, and I loved Him, but I wanted to experience more. I wanted to see what God did in the Bible manifest in my church, so I called our church to a 21-day fast, because, Mondo, I discovered being a pastor, being a husband, being a parent, that over the years I had lost the face of God. I literally had lost the face of God. I was most acquainted with His hand, His blessings, and His promises, which are beautiful, but when God told David, seek my face, David said, oh God, your face will I seek. And so our church went on that 21-day journey, doing without food. 85% of my church participated, and we sought the face of God. We said, God, we will behold your glory. And then we cried out, if anything in us that is offensive to you, God, anything that grieves your Holy Spirit, would you reveal it to us, and we'll be quick to repent? Three weeks. Yep, three weeks we prayed, and then the glory of God fell into our sanctuary. We've been in revival now for over five years. We've baptized over 31,000 people in our little town, which is 60 miles northeast of Atlanta at Christ Fellowship Church. And the presence, the weight of God, the glory of God is in the room. And it's just absolutely amazing as we have literally seen the salvations, the prodigals come home, Cancers disappear, legs grow, blind eyes open, deaf ears open, literally every miracle we've seen in our church through the baptismal waters. Yeah. You, you know, what's so amazing about that story is that this, what happened in 2018 in your church has begun with you as the leader. Why do you think it is so important for leaders to understand what God wants the church to do in the direction that he wants his body of Christ to go into? Well, look, I feel that the most important and influential person in a community is the local pastor. And as he or she 
gets engulfed with the fire, the flame of God, revival in his or her heart, it just trickles down to the elders, deacons, staff members, and people of, the, uh, of his congregation. Then it spreads to the neighborhoods, high schools, elementary schools, middle schools. And I remember the Lord spoke to me about three years ago, Mondo, and he said to me, he said, Todd, he said, the hope of America lies within the church. The hope of America lies within the church. And then I remember saying to myself in my spirit, I said, oh, I just hope that the pastors understand the severity of this hour. And wow. when people ask me, Mondo, are you praying for America? I do pray for America, but mostly I pray for the pulpits of America because the pulpits of America are backslidden. The Ooh. pulpits of America are woke. We are more wow. about accommodating um, you know, the, the whims of people. Uh, we 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 basically you know we're looking at attracting an audience okay and people and God wants us to have such a culture and environment in our own heart and in our own church that we attract His presence you know we we want the cloud more than the crowd and I discovered if I will create the right environment in my heart a heart of brokenness a heart of contrition one that is quick to repent. And that culture bleeds over into my congregation. God will walk into our sanctuary, and He will stay. There will be a perpetual presence, the literally the, the glory of God in our building. And so that's what's been happening in Dawsonville for the last five years. There's this perpetual glory, and the reason is our church prays. We have seven different prayer meetings throughout the week, and we pray. We pray and we seek the face of God. We cry out for his glory and we want to live in that constant state of repentance, of just saying, Lord, anything in me that offends you, my entertainment choices, the, where I go, what I do, the things that I have allowed into my life, anything that offends you, I give you permission to reveal it so I can repent of it. And this is the formula for revival in America. This is the formula. It's not a new church with a new version of the gospel. It's not some Christian rock star with swagger or new you know, worship group that comes up on the scene. We love those things, but that's not what's going to bring revival. God is very clear. My people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and then turn from their wicked ways. I'm going to hear, I'm going to forgive, and then I'm going to heal the land. This is why the Asbury outbreak has has caught the uh, the eye of God and the spirit of God is there is because of the brokenness and the contrition and the humility and the repentance. Pastor, let's talk about this cuz you jumped right into it. We're watching our nation dry up in water yet here we're watching a spring of water spiritually being outpoured in in a way with young people like we've never seen in this 21st century. And I want to tell you something, you can be a part of that movement in your home. Start asking God to bring that presence into your home, into your family, into your community. Why? Because I believe that in the midst of disaster, God is going to be outpouring his spirit in a way that the church is going to be awakened for the ministry of others. Listen, at the end of the day, we got to win some souls and disciple people. We got to teach people about the cross. We got to teach people about prayer. We got to teach people about how to have an intimate relationship with the King of Kings. And I want to tell you something that begins with you. 
It begins with me. If, oh, I love it because I had it written down here on my piece of paper. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require, the Bible says, of necessity, my face, and turn from their wicked ways. And that's what we're watching. People are confessing their sin. People are praying. People are seeking. People are craving the presence of God that is really changing the atmosphere in a way that none of us were prepared for. And I believe that that can happen in your home as, we're, as you're watching this program right now. I'm praying that God will touch your mind and your heart and your spirit because Pastor Todd is going to give you keys on how to pray. What is God's purpose for prayer? Well, it is to release the kingdom of God on the earth. I, I really believe that with all of my heart, that there are things that God wants us to ask him for and not for our benefit, you know, not for, you know, our comfort, but literally so that the kingdom of God can be expressed and experienced on this planet. That's how he taught us to pray in Matthew chapter six. He said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And what God's waiting for, he's waiting on his children to pray. And, and I'm not talking about just in, in, in just in passing as you think about it. I'm talking about making a commitment, being disciplined to spend that time with God, crying out for the will of God to be done, not only in your family, but also in your own individual life, your church, your pastors, the leaders, and your community. And I'm telling you, when the body of Christ comes together with no agenda but to seek the face of God, to cry out for His glory and say, God, we push back darkness. We push back the darkness by releasing your light, by releasing your divine, perfect will in our space. And that's when God begins to move. Angels are assigned. Strongholds are obliterated. And that's just what we have seen in Dawsonville. We have seen this over and over and over again, especially in our corporate prayer meetings. Listen, the book is titled, Unless We Pray. I'm going to put the link on the screen, kingdomready.tv. You can order the book right there. Support Pastor Todd Smith Ministry. Support the vision. Support what's happening right now. Listen, in this hour that we're in right now, it doesn't mean we have to disengage. We have to re-engage in what's happening and be able to have the tools available for us to understand how prayer works. Listen, I love what you wrote in the back. Activate your prayer voice. Can we talk about that? How do we activate our prayer voice to be effective? Well, simply by doing prayer. Uh, people always want to know, how do I pray? I don't feel like I'm making an, an impact. I don't know if I know how to pray. Well, I find it interesting. The one thing that the disciples asked Jesus was, Lord, teach us to pray. And they didn't say, teach us to heal, teach us to preach, teach us to, to teach, but teach us to pray. And the only way that you learn how to pray is by asking God to help you, but actually doing it and doing it with others. That's why the corporate prayer meeting, Mondo, is so valuable. The corporate prayer meeting, I think, is the most important ministry of the church. And I know people will push back on this, but I believe that the prayer meeting at the church is the most important thing that a church does. It is even more important to me than preaching, 
than making disciples, winning the loss. And here's why. Because when the prayer meeting it's literally the fuel. It is, it is the oxygen to the fire of God coming forth from our pulpits and ministries. And if we will, if we will re-engage with the corporate prayer meeting, families coming together, children coming together, and then we pray together, I'm telling you, there will be an explosion of the glory of God in our midst. Paul said, I need you to what? Teach without ceasing? No. Prophesy without ceasing? No. Worship without ceasing? No. He said, I want you to pray without ceasing. And it's the most difficult thing that you and I do. Yeah. I mean, we pray when we ride down the road. We pray over our meals. And everybody prays. But I'm talking about coming together as a group of individuals and seeking the face of God until he shows up, wrestling with him until there is a breakthrough in your congregation that bleeds out into the community. I, this is why Paul says, I need you to strive with me in prayer, labor with me in prayer. I want you to sweat with me in prayer. And I'm telling you, the devil hates it, Mondo. The devil will fight it. He's going to come up with every excuse why you shouldn't be involved in a corporate prayer meeting. Now, Mondo, quickly, there are over 25 corporate prayer meetings mentioned in the book of Acts, group prayer meetings. And the church wants to operate in the book of Acts power. They have to understand, though, the source of their power was the prayer meeting. They prayed 10 days before Pentecost came. Ooh. Peter stands up and preaches one message. 3,000 people are born again. The modern church wants to preach 10 days and only <laughs> pray one day. We want to operate in Acts 2 power, but we don't want to do the Acts 1 praying. And you go through the book of Acts, you can find that when Peter was on his way to the prayer meeting at the Gate Beautiful, he was going to pray, and there's the guy at the Gate Beautiful lame in his feet. Acts chapter 4, the place was shaken when they prayed. I'm telling you, Mondo, this is, this is God's plan right here. It, again, it's not a new version. It's not a new church plan. It's not a new yeah. rock star. It's not a new branding. It is when God's people humble themselves and enter the closet, into the darkness, into the darkness. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, because people wonder, well, you know, how do you meet with the Lord? Where do you meet with him? Well, I meet with him in the dark because he dwells in the dark. Now, there's no darkness in him, but Exodus chapter 20, 21 says, Moses said, I'm going to the mountain into the thick darkness where God dwells. Psalm 97, 12 says, around the Lord is clouds and darkness. And, I, and Jesus even said, what I speak to you in the dark, I want you to tell the world. So, Mondo, my, my heartbeat right now in this hour is to activate pastors to pray, leaders to pray, and congregations to come together Again, we pray seven different times in our church. We'll have over 100 people in our prayer meeting, sometimes up to 200 and to 300 people. And we're not a large church, but they will come with their children. They'll come with their two-year-olds, and they'll walk around the wow. sanctuary. Wow. And they'll begin to pray in the Spirit. They'll pray in tongues. This is where our children learn to pray. They just don't learn to pray by simply reading the Bible uh, alone, but they see it modeled. They see it exemplified in front of them. 
What we're trying to do with this book, Unless We Pray, is to raise up a generation of people that know how to pray and connect with God that releases revival fire in the land. Mm. I've got pastors telling me they read the book, gave it to their leaders. They went from three in their prayer meeting to 30. I have other pastors telling me we've had 30 in our corporate prayer meetings. Now we're having 80. And he's not having to beg them because they're understanding They're understanding the most important weapon of the church is the prayer meeting because then you preach from a place of power, you worship from a place of power, you prophesy from a place of power. But this is the most neglected element of the church right here, Mondo, is prayer. And here's why. And I know we we may have to have a break, but Matthew chapter 12 tells us that if you want to spoil somebody's goods, You walk into the house and identify the strong man, and you bind the strong man. And I feel strongly that the devil subtly has walked into our churches, and he has bound the strong man of prayer, not preaching, not the worship, not the small groups, not the community groups, not the youth ministry and children's ministry, but he understood, and he really understands the significance of prayer and the source of power is connected to prayer. Second Chronicles 7.15 says it this way, God says, my eyes are going to be open and my ears attentive, not to the teaching and preaching, which are valuable, but literally to the prayers made in this place. And so what the devil has done, he's walked into our churches, he's neutralized prayer, we're too busy to pray, we're focused on the crowd, we're focused on the ministries, we're focused on the programs, and he's neutralized prayer, and so now we're presenting presentations and ministries that have not the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. There you have it. There's more in the book. Unless we pray the hour is late, God has a plan, and this is it. Unless we pray is the book. I want you to go to the website, kingdomready.tv, to order the book to get more insights on what Pastor Todd Smith is teaching. We have to know one thing. We got to pray for this land. We got to pray and understand that what's happening right now, the Bible has talked about, but also the Bible has given a solution that is to pray for this land. He wants to heal this land, but it starts with you. I want you to watch this video and order it today. It's called Mega Drought. It's a great documentary, uh, documentary about catastrophes, water wars, and nuclear wars. A friend of mine made this documentary. I want you to see it. And as you watch it, I want you to pray about what you're seeing. Take a look. Climate chaos. The earth is under attack. 12 people were killed in a submerged subway. There is a looming climate disaster. The extreme heat, bone dry conditions, the devastating drought decimating crops. The earth's climate is drastically changing oftentimes with catastrophic results. Throughout the world, a mega drought is choking the life out of civilization. Exceptional and extreme drought conditions, those are the two worst categories. And now the news is about to get even worse. While wildfires blaze through the towns, floods are ravishing communities. A year's worth of rain lashed central China's city of Chengchou over the course of just three days. The earth is warming because of man. But it is geoengineering and the manipulation of our planet's weather that is devastating our climate. Through the years, powerful and well-known people have voiced their desire to kill off humanity. 
Weather control is about the globalist hold to power and their depopulation agenda. And now through the use of geoengineering, they have created one of the most severe droughts in human history. That drought will bring about a famine that will kill millions. And they are not going to relinquish that power. And they are willing to pay any price, including the decimation of what's left of Earth's life support systems. The consequences of these evil actions places everyone on the planet in grave danger. Climatologists, meteorologists, scientists, and other experts are stunned by the sudden advance of our collapsing climate. I said before the world that we needed a strong global agreement. The climate is being intentionally warmed through geoengineering. He who controls the weather will control the world. This is weather warfare brought to bear against all of mankind. Wow, if there was ever a time to pray, it is right now. Listen, I want you to order this DVD, Mega Drought, by my friend Steve Quayle, a man that loves Jesus, a man that is sold out for Christ, but yet it is warning the church, it's warning the world. And the only thing that can help us through this is prayer. Listen to this scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Everything goes back to prayer. Everything goes back to prayer unless we pray. Pastor Todd Smith was so clear about prayer and the importance of prayer. Prayer, and I believe that prayer can change this event. Prayers can divert this event. It's not time to be afraid or scared. Only people that don't know the scripture get afraid. Some of the people don't even want to know what Matthew 24 has to say. They don't want to know what Isaiah has to warn about. Yet they all end up in prayer. The key to being able to thrive and survive and being able to live, whatever you want to call it, goes back to prayer. It's time for you and I to reignite our prayer life, not only corporately, but privately in our home, when was the last time your kids saw you pray? Get this book today. We need your help. We need your help to continue to support this program in order to be able to bring guests like Todd Smith and be able to encourage you, challenge you, but also remind you that unless we pray, God is not going to move in our midst. If Jesus himself gave the order to pray and watch, why wouldn't we want to take that upon us? It's time to pray. Listen, I pray for you right now. I pray that you will get into a deeper, intimate relationship with Christ, that the Spirit of God will begin to arise the hunger to pray more and to be able to seek His face and pray for your family. I pray for peace over your life. I pray for anointing over your life. I pray that God will heal you. I pray that God will you know, grow your finances. I pray that God would just give you a desire to serve him in this hour that we're in right now. Support the program today. I want you to go to ptlshop.com slash mondo, order the DVD, Mega Drought, get it in your hands. And as you're watching, pray about everything that you're seeing. Pray that God will speak to you, but also pray that God will reveal to you through his word what direction you need to go. I pray that no matter what goes on in your life, 
Just know one thing. Keep the faith. Everything is going to be all right. I want to thank my special guest today, the author, the pastor of an amazing church that has seen revival. The book is called Unless We Pray. I got to go. Thank you for joining me today, Pastor Todd. I'll see you next time. And remember, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.